understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley, and I have a phenomenal guest today, a beautiful woman I met recently at a conference, and I swear God just works his ways into stuff because she was actually speaking on stage when I heard her story. This woman, I cannot wait to introduce her because not only did she have a phenomenal business that blew me away, but the story behind it and the reason behind her mission, all I could think about was how they say your why matters so much in order to have a successful business and her why behind her business was just so crazy and so eye-opening to me that I know everything she does and everything she touches is is probably truly changing lives. So I want to introduce Miss Christy Kennedy, the founder of Be Friendly. Hi, thank you, Jessica. It's so great to be here. It's such a pleasure and an honor to have gotten to know you and your story and your journey. And it encourages me with what we do. Listen, I cannot wait to tell people about this. But first, Please, please, if you don't mind, tell my audience a little bit just about you and your family, some of the stuff you told on stage about Christy Kennedy. All right. Well, I have five children and Woo. one, yes, the, my, my third born regressed into severe autism. When he was five, I was told to institutionalize him. So that's a whole nother story and journey. He did make a full recovery after five years, um, a lot of intervention, but I was bullied when I went to kindergarten and all the way through elementary school. And I believed all those lies that I was fat, dumb, ugly, all those kinds of things that kids just, you know, incessantly say to each other. And you think, ah, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words, you know, don't matter, but they do. They do. And I believe those words. And that became my identity. And I fast forward, I, I, grew up and I married somebody who had been bullied and he then became the bully in our family. And so that that happened. Sometimes kids that are young are bullies that grow up to be bigger bullies. And sometimes kids that are young who have been bullied wait for the opportunity to retaliate from all that pent up anger and frustration and all of that. And that's what happened to my kids and I. And there were several attempts of homicide and some homicide-suicide attempts. And about a decade ago, I traded. I got all my kids and became a widow by circumstance and have not heard from him since. And so it's been a journey. We went from having things and and you know, a life, but a life that was very, very difficult behind closed doors to being homeless three times with five kids in a minivan and uh, having to start all over in life again. But it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been an exciting journey and we have learned a lot through it. Well, I have to, whew, I have to thank you so much for sharing that story because I know that has to be hard, even though that was, it sounds like a little bit ago and you have really created something from that, which is truly telling of your story. But 
I could not imagine what you went through. And then, of course, involving five children in that, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I can't thank you enough for being honest and open about that. Yeah, absolutely. It's something we kept very, very quiet for a really long time and lived in a lot of fear for most of our lives. But, but you know, I think sometimes we were talking about this earlier that, you know, we go through circumstances in life and we don't always choose those circumstances, but we then have a choice of what we do about the circumstances that we walk through. And so that's kind of been a big motivating factor for us with creating the Be Friendly Network. And it Be Friendly is digital elementary school programs for helps children, parents, and elementary schools to help kids recognize, prevent, and recover from bullying before it's too late. And, you know, bullying is now taking tons of lives in so many different facets from from kids. There's like over 160,000 kids every single day in the U.S. stay home from school because of fear of being bullied. And that's a lot of kids who aren't getting educated. I was going to say, I don't think people know. I'm in the nonprofit sector, so I I hear and know some of it. Unfortunately, I work for an organization that serves at-risk youth during the day. And we've had several suicide situations for the four years that I've been there with older teenagers. So I know it's a huge issue, but I don't think people realize how big of an issue this is. I did. (laughs) Honestly, I started this program thinking it was going to be a program to help with mainstreaming special needs and typical kids because I had had a special needs child. Right. And but when we started going, actually, we went to the legislature to have funding to pilot the program. They came back and said, hey, will it help with bullying? We're getting calls every day from constituents about how are you going to help with the bullying? And we at the time, this was like seven, eight years ago, we said, well, yeah, that's a byproduct of the program. And they were like, no, this is this is so, so important to us. So we then started doing major R&D on bullying and seeing how our program could go above and beyond in helping solve that that issue. And at the time, suicide wasn't even up on the charts, on the CDC charts. And now, in well, actually, it started in 2014, suicide rose to the second leading cause of death in 10-year-olds. And what? Yes. So, and the, the first leading cause of death is accidental death. And so we also know that a lot of suicides are classified under an accidental death for children. Right. So that's a lot of lost lives that it's like, we're, we're just not talking about it. We're not discussing it. We're not, you know, it's such a, such a tragedy and it's such a, it's such a difficult subject. I mean, we get calls and texts and emails all the time from parents and, and, you know, social workers and counselors and teachers and family members and staff with these tragedies. And it's like, what could I have done to prevent this? There's so much guilt that's wrapped around when there's a loss of a child like that. And so that's why it's so important for us to just really expand this program. We've we've piloted for three years, actually going on four now, and our outcomes far surpass what we thought we would be able to accomplish. And so it's just, it's like, we're not, it's not just time. It's like, we're overdue to really infiltrate and make a big impact to save kids' lives. Wow. I'm listening to this and I'm thinking... You, you kind of mentioned it in what you just said, but that was what I was thinking while you were speaking is as much involvement as this has, 
in preventative measures when they're younger. And I'm you're saying tense, and I'm thinking you got to start as early as elementary school. Right. But how involved do you have to be with the parents as well to notice the signs now? Yeah, that's a great question. So that's one of the, the programs that we developed out of the school program was a home program that we call Be Friendly Family. And it's a Netflix-like delivery. So all of our programs are really, they're kind of like Disney-inspired. So we have dance and animation and, and music and the B team, and it's all kinds of professionals and that kids want to be when they grow up. We have, you know, musicians and we have Guinness World Record Breaker and, and Hollywood Stuntmen and all these great people um, that kids can connect with that are part of the program. And so with Be Friendly Family, though, a component of that, and this came from parents who got free resources from the schools, and they're like, we want more, we want, we need more at home, I need to know, how do I know for sure if my child's being bullied, they won't talk to me, they won't tell me, what do I do, how do I talk to the school, you know, there's just, there's so much anxiety and stress on a parent whose kids are in school now, whether or not they're being bullied, or they're just around it and seeing it, it, it becomes a stress for the parent. So with Be Friendly Family, we in a, integrate professional licensed counsels, counselors <laughs> and ones that have actually been counselors in the schools and are now in private practice. And so they're just experts who have worked both in the schools and now in the families. And they literally answer the top questions that are constantly coming in from parents. And that's all part of that program. So, so it's like counseling. It's it's hours and hours of counseling that they can get pretty much for free as part of that program and know what to do, how to talk to their child, what what are the symptoms to look for, like you were just asking about, all those things, right down to even things like symptoms of a child that might be a little older and start cutting or suicidal ideation, things like that. And they give all that, that pertinent information that a parent needs to have, unfortunately, to make sure that they, they are on, you know, aware of, of the potential of things. Wow. (laughs) This is so crazy to me that it's just unfortunate that we have to go through these measures to protect our children, especially your mom of five. I have one son and it just, I'm like, but outside of this, I want to clarify bullying because you and I were talking about this before, you know, we hit the record button. And I think there's still this visual for people that bullying is some kid walking down the hallway with his chest puffed out, knocking your books over and pushing you down in the hallway. But I think you kind of clarified this for me that there's bullying in so many forms. Right. Yeah. So that's So our programs are all built on five pillars of success. And so it's character, leadership, communication, social, emotional intelligence for bully prevention. And under the bullying um, umbrella, there's three types of bullying. There's physical, which is that pushing down and all that. It, It can even be like taking somebody's property, you know, their backpack, their hat, their belongings, and, you know, being physical against those, throwing them down. There's also social and there's verbal. And so, you know, verbal bullying is obviously verbal abuse, you know, saying mean, unkind, cutting things. But then social, there's gossip, there's excluding a person on purpose, there's getting, you know, other kids 
to not like somebody or to purposely leave somebody out. All those are, are social types of bullying. And, and, you know, with social media, it becomes so much easier to do those types of bullying. You're so right. I have a 10-year-old stepdaughter, and she came to me the other day and said, this girl called her a hippo, in which, mm. uh, unfortunately, I, my natural reaction was to laugh because I was like, you're not that. You're 40 pounds soaking wet. But I was like, mm-hmm. what? You know, I just could. I was like, what? Why? And she was like, she's mean to everyone. You know, mm-hmm. and then I, I had to break, sit down and, and break down to her. And this was really all I could think of to say was, I said, you know, you're not fat. So I don't know why she would say that because my stepdaughter literally is skinnier than skinny. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I said, is she skinny? And she goes, no she's big. And I, you know, and I just, it broke my heart so much because instantly I was like, well, she's probably saying something to you that someone has said to her. Exactly. What, what we teach kids is, you know, that, that cliche of hurt people, hurt people. So we really break that down and and we, we help them understand that first off, bullying is a behavior. It's not a person, you know, there's a person behind the bullying and most often that person is hurt. They're, they're reacting out of their own hurt. It could be their own insecurity. It could be that they're being abused or hurt at home. It could be that they're just going through a rough time in life and don't know how to handle that. There's so many, so many different facets that can encompass what's causing a child to bully others. And so that is one area that's a big big deal for kids and for actually us adults to recognize that sometimes people do things, you know, somebody cuts you off on the road and you immediately get angry, but maybe you don't know why. Maybe they're rushing, you know, a passed out child who to the hospital or something. So sometimes there's just information we don't know about a person mm. and it helps to diffuse and understand like with your daughter Oh man, if she's larger, she's probably been called hippo herself. She probably believes that about herself and out of her insecurity, she's trying to say that to me and she's hurting. Right. And so all of a sudden, instead of that coming at your daughter as a, you know, as a dig, as a wound, she can understand what that really is and look at this other girl from a totally different perspective and perhaps even well, what we do is we equip them with the communication, the leadership and the social, emotional intelligence and character to actually be able to turn that around and help that other child out of that insecurity that they're walking in. I can't imagine how important what you're teaching these kids is going to help them later on because it's such a coping, like it's such a different way of understanding. It goes from reactionary to understanding and loving people. Right. Right, exactly. It's it's something. So what we do is we actually take all of the skill sets that we all waited until, you know, you go through school, you go through college, you go through, you know, job and up into executive level or you're wanting to move up. And so now you're you're going to take leadership classes and communication courses and 
emotional intelligence, you know, IQ, you're, you're getting your EQ better now so you can move up and, and, you know, develop the character skills and strategies that you need, right? Right. And you do all that to be more successful, successful as an entrepreneur, successful in the corporate world, just overall successful. You need all those. Well, what we did is we recognized that all those are needed to combat bullying. And so we pull, we work with all the top producers of those materials and we pull them down and we put them into the core essence of each of those qualities and skill sets and we bring them down to an elementary school level and then we that's what our program is made up of and it's preschool school through elementary through like sixth grade and so can you imagine I'm like man if I had this when I started in kindergarten and was getting bullied I totally would have a different life. I would not have made the same choices. You know, I would have had the skill sets to understand what was going on. I would have developed communication and leadership in ways that, you know, it took me half a century to develop and I'm still working at it. Right. I'm sitting here thinking, can you bring this in the workplace? Because I know adults that need this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. we actually, so we started out as a nonprofit and with one of our corporate sponsors, they looked at one component of our program and he's like, man, my managers need this. And so we actually developed our Be Friendly Now, their affirmation cards. They're a simple way to really change the culture and an environment. And so, yeah, I've gone in and and spoken now with this. This is a large, like 30,000 plus impact organization. And then uh, Frito-Lay, we were there last month, corporation. And so we, we present that to managers so they can impact their teams. And it's just, it's tremendous. It's such a cool thing. So it's not our main focal point, (laughs) but we do do it. So I want to transition a little bit into the structure of your business because that's what that's the other part of this conversation that was so eye-opening to me when I saw you on stage at the conference because I know a lot of people that are passionate about solving a lot of issues and I always want to support that and push that forward but you get into the you know how difficult it is to fundraise now and how there's so many efforts out there and you're one in a billion and I just want to talk a little bit about you are a nonprofit and a for-profit as well correct we we have both I right. mean, they don't they don't interact together because that would be illegal. Yep. <laughs> but we do have both and they're used very differently and yeah it's it, it is a journey and it does take work but when you have a passion and when you have a purpose you know like like I really believe everybody has a purpose here on earth before they die and you can fulfill it or you can't it's up to you and so I have felt like quitting this program so many times <laughs> more times than I can count right and I'm just grateful that every time I felt like quitting there there was somebody I reached out to or I, I just kind of went in my closet and prayed and and got the you know got the gusto to to get back up again and keep going and I think that one thing that really really motivates us is the stories of the people that we are helping. And that's one big 
thing I would encourage people with. If you've got something that's kind of stirring in your heart, or maybe you've had something that's impacted your life in some way, and you're like, man, I really want to help in this area, or I want to see this particular thing change. The first thing is, is figure out why. Why are you so motivated? Why do you want to do this? And then do picture, you know, clip pictures, whatever it is, if it's somebody's conversation, or if it's something in the news or something that's happened to you. And so you have some relevance, something tangible, put that like print it out, put it in front of you because when it gets tough and you feel like quitting, you're going to look at that and you're going to say, this is why I'm doing it. And for us, it was like, if we can even help one child, it will be worth it. Like if somebody had come and helped me in kindergarten, how different would my life be? Exactly. And I mean, I had a great mom and dad. I, I had a great family. It's just, you know, my mom wasn't, she was awesome, but she felt so bad for me going through this. And she talked with the school. She talked with me. She encouraged me. But that wasn't enough. You know, right. like I hid what was what I was really feeling inside. And I had, you know, some little outlets, but that didn't change like I danced and so that kind of was my outlet but that didn't change those wrong self-beliefs and the the wrong self-beliefs is what we walk through and we make decisions by so when you're talking about like people in your audience who are thinking about starting a business or something and and it's that doubt those doubts those fears that will keep you from doing something powerful that impacts lives. So you you need to get over that. You need to, wherever you are, have that why, that motivating factor always before you so that when you feel like quitting, you can look at it and say, man, if what I did could help one person, that's worth it. You answered that so eloquently. That's a, <laughs> I was going to ask you a question and you already answered it for me because I was so concerned for you about even though how this work sounds so amazing, I could not imagine the discouragement you feel when you hear stories in the news of kids still being affected by bullying and wondering if this would, you know, never end. I could only imagine someone probably saying to you, like, do you actually feel like you'll ever stop this? And feeling that overwhelming responsibility to bring, you know, bullying and bullying that leads to suicide to an end. But having that why is so, so important because it will literally jolt you into action. Exactly. And it becomes a ripple effect because now there's people all over the world that want Be Friendly Family and Be Friendly Boot Camp, the school program. And so, you know, when when you start your mission with the focus of if it can help one, it'll help more because there's never just one person suffering with whatever it is. Exactly. Did you watch my TEDx? I feel like you watched it. <laughs> I did, but it was a while ago. Oh, you, you, you probably talked about that. And I didn't yeah, remember. yes. It's called <laughs> the ripple effect. It's exactly oh, that's that. Right. That's why I was yeah. laughing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and that was my whole point is that, and I'm looking at what you're doing and I'm like, it's so much bigger than that because one person can make one decision to help one individual and you are changing families for years to come. And I'm just thinking about all the people and I, I don't mean to bring all of this up, but you know, the situations where there's mass shootings and, 
you know, people in the workplace and all these crazy things happening. And this has spurred from something that likely happen in their childhood. Yes, yes. Well, we've had former FBI agents and current um, review the program. And there's so many more capacities that we had no idea when we were piloting that it was going to impact. For instance, uh, we found out human trafficking. Mm. I had no idea that traffickers have a strategy and they prowl on those young children who are ostracized, bullied, isolated, alone, feel left out, feel like they don't belong. And then they groom them. Of course. And the same then with the older, especially girls, those girls that are feeling isolated, alone, left out, like they don't belong. They're very, those are their targets. They know the right words to say. They watch those girls. They see how they respond. And those girls are just desperate to hear those things. And I get it because I was, I would have been one of those girls. Right. You know, so so that's why this program is so important. We we liken it to like planting a garden. So if you imagine if you plant a garden and and you till the land and then you put these seeds in fresh ground and you do nothing for about seven years and then come back to try and see what fruit you have, you're going to have a mess of weeds and no fruit. Right. Mm, And then at seven years, let's call that seventh grade, you go in and you start trying to pull those weeds and trying to fertilize that fruit. And you can work really hard from seventh to 12th grade, but you are never gonna have the same crop as if you start at kindergarten or preschool. You got those seeds coming in and you can pluck those weeds out really easy because you identify them. What is bullying? What are these behaviors? And you fertilize with character, leadership, communication, emotional intelligence for six, seven years. Guess what? You have a whole different group of seventh graders and beyond going to graduate. I mean, we even have universities that have looked at this said, man, we want, (laughs) we want a child that's gone through 12 years of this kind of preparation for life. So I could only imagine how different someone that has gone through all of that would be in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because like you're talking about the you know, these mass shootings and these things with adults, it's the same thing, you know, we know now that that shootings in high schools and younger even, unfortunately, are almost always a product of bully retaliation. You know, there's been bullying at some point in that child's life, and they're retaliating. And interestingly enough, the the FBI has done, uh, a division has done a lot of studying, and I was doing a lot of research with what they found. And so many times these kids, they don't want to do this. They don't want to do this. It's just like there was a 14 year old in California who had been secretly videotaped using the restroom. (gasps) And you know, the classmate sent that video out saying that he was playing with himself. And two weeks later, his parents found him had committed suicide. (gasps) And the note he left said, I can't go to school anymore. I have no friends. I don't want to kill myself, but I have no friends. And his parents didn't know about the video. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So this is the result of just, you know, like, did the kid who took the video think of the consequences? No. 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 And so, you know, instilling... character and you know emotional intelligence these things that that kids need at a young age so that they can handle something as powerful as you know a cell phone at age 14 
and the capacity that they have it's it's so critical it's you know having those skill sets all the way through then into adulthood can help dismantle like you were saying earlier just even in the workplace you know the communication and the type of leadership sometimes and the lack of emotional intelligence can be so even the lack of character can be so challenging to work in by nature the whole time you were talking about this i've been thinking about well, you know, like people talk and you envision something. I've, I've been envisioning you guys in this elementary school and you deploying these mentors and talking with kids and really teaching people how to cope with bullying. But when you just told me that story, I thought about, wow, you're really intervening with someone that is probably bullying and at the age of 9, 10, 11, maybe even, you know, 14, doesn't even realize it. Right. That's what we find all the time is kids are wowed by what bullying is. Like they didn't even realize, oh my God, that's bullying? I thought I was just being goofy. Right. No, I'm a bully. Mm -hmm. Oh, so much, especially as a mother. I'm like, oh. Yes, yes. Well, and you know what, what so many of us don't recognize and realize and think about, myself included, I've done it many times, is, is, you know, a kid comes in and thinks he's being funny by making fun of another child. Because the child was acting weird on the bus, let's say. But maybe that child's parent is dying at home on hospice. And that child every day leaves for school and gets on the bus and doesn't know if his mom's going to be alive when he gets home. And so that's why he's acting weird, right? Right. Weird. No, he's depressed and sad and, you know, scared and all these feelings and emotions but he doesn't have the emotional intelligence to communicate that, right? Right. And these other kids don't have the character to recognize in the communication to recognize, man, maybe something's going on with Johnny. He's acting weird now. Right. And so, you know, instead they they start tantalizing a child who's already going through a really, really trauma event at home. So we, we teach kids those kinds of things. So they, you know, it's just that stuff that we don't think about. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've just, as a, as a culture, we've just become obsessed with emotional intelligence recently. So I'm like, I can't yeah. believe that we're teaching kids that. Cause like, I'm, I'm certain they're not equipped with that. Nope. I'd say probably most aren't. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do a lot of data collection or because we're an evidence-based program. So we do a lot of data collection and, uh, and yeah, our pre-data definitely shows that those are not skills that are, they're, you know, they're not skills that many of us have, but they're skills that can be learned. And so that's the really cool thing. And obviously, because we have all these things, you know, we have Joseph Grinney and Crucial Conversations. We have Dr. Henry Cloud and all his leadership, Renee Brown, you know, she just came out with Dare to Lead. There's there's all this leadership. There's all these communication resources. There's all these programs to increase your emotional intelligence because they now know that IQ doesn't really get you super successful. It's the EQ with it. And so so we know that this is critical and needed. What we're doing is we're just putting it in at a much earlier level. Wow. You guys are going to equip some kids to take over the world. It's be friendly is so much bigger than banishing bullies. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could say one thing to, because I know I have moms on here right now, probably gasping that this is 
something that they may have to deal with one day. And I don't, I'm not talking about the bad things, but the bullying or children that are dealing with bullying. What is one thing you would say to anybody with children right now? I think the biggest thing I'd say is just to be encouraged that you have the opportunity to help your kids, no matter what they're walking through and to equip your kids. And I think so many times as a mom, um, like my mom just kind of felt like, oh, you know, you feel kind of hopeless and helpless and, and frustrated sometimes when things are going on and it's like, what can I do? And honestly, that's why we created and developed Be Friendly Family. And you can get information at BeFriendlyFamily.com. And there's free resources we just deliver out. So, and, you know, use those. Everything that we do with Be Friendly is digital. So, so you got to look for stuff that just goes with the busy, stressful life of parenting. Because these days, it's busy, stressful lives. Right. No, no way you look at it, you know, and and we have to work to slow down and we have to work to put technology down and we have to work to, you know, to really have that connection with our kids. And so, so that's a, that's a key element, I think, is to just be encouraged and then be intentional. You have to be intentional because time flies. My, I have five kids. My youngest is 18, going to be 19. It's like, how in the world can I have five adults now? It's like a blink of an eye, guys. (laughs) I'm telling you, it doesn't take long. And I know I heard it when my kids are young. And when you're in the thick of it, you constantly feel like you got time. But it's just like if you're thinking about that entrepreneurial project or that nonprofit, you think you've got time. And the thing you never can get back is time. Oh, say it again. time to do something is now there's that old saying about when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago yep next next best time is tomorrow is now is now (laughs) exactly so that's my encouragement start now well christy thank you so much for this interview thank you so much for creating be friendly thank you so much for changing lives and all the lives you will change and thank you so much for sharing your story on the stranded phase Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was truly an honor. You were great. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.